Hello everyone and welcome to the Business of PT podcast. I'll be your host, JT Moore. In this podcast, we will be interviewing successful physical therapists and learning about their stories in the field of PT. We will discuss a variety of topics such as entrepreneurship, careers, and pathways in physical therapy, as well as important characteristics in becoming a great PT. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you liked it, make sure to subscribe to get updates when new podcasts are released. Thanks, everyone. Hey, everyone. Big news. The Business of PT podcast would like to announce its first sponsor, the PT Hustle. Make sure to check it out. Here's a short ad from our sponsor, and we'll get you to the new episode. What's up, listeners of the Business PT Podcast? This is Dr. Kyle Rice, also known as Coach K, founder of the PT Hustle. And we help PT students and new grads make the final transition into their dream job or entrepreneurial life by helping them dominate the NPTE. We know the best entrepreneurs and PTs weren't necessarily the best test takers. And that's why the PT Hustle specializes in helping non-traditional students and those who have failed the MPTE before. So you can learn more about us at thepthustle.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast with my friend JT Moore. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of having Cade Rapier with us. Cade is a therapy director and compliance officer for a home health agency in Phoenix, Arizona. Cade has been a physical therapist for seven years and has worked both in the outpatient and home health settings. Cade, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, I'm honestly really be able to excited to be able to talk to you a little bit about home health. We haven't had a ton of experience on the podcast about that, and it's an area that we learn a little bit about in PT school, but obviously nothing that we go too far in depth. So I'd love to be able to have you first just introduce yourself to the audience and give a little background of yourself. Well, I will try to make it not too long, but uh, pretty normal upbringing and never really knew what I wanted to do. Um, went on a mission for my church for a couple of years. And when I came back, basically had to decide what I was going to do to provide for my family. So uh, my sister-in-law was a speech therapist. And she thought that I would be great as a PT. And she said, you know, you'd love it. And, you know, I'm big into sports and things like that. So I figured PTs were just working with athletes all the time. Um, So I was like, yeah, great. That sounds cool. So then I just did it. I've never actually been to PT. A lot of PTs have stories where they, you know, were injured and then they love their physical therapist or they love doing PT and wanted to become one. That's not me. Like I just, had to pick something. So I picked something, but I'm glad I did. Um, Worked in outpatient for a year, uh, was not a fan. So um, quickly moved to home health and consider it one of the best decisions of my life. So here I am now, six years later, and uh, enjoying, uh, enjoying being a physical therapist, working with, with the geriatric population. There we go. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I would love to be able to You kind of went that you saw, yeah, you had a family member that said, Hey, did you get into PT? You thought it was like PT and sports went hand in hand. You love that. And then you went to the home health setting. Could you explain to us a little bit of why you decided you realized, Oh, outpatient isn't quite what, what I like and what I desire and, and what appealed you to the home health setting and, and how you've continued to stay in there and what has really brought you that satisfaction in a career in that field. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, 
I initially went to outpatient because like I said, I was thinking, you know what? I love sports and outpatient works with young people and athletes. And, uh, you know, I'm going, I did a rotation, uh, at Fisher sports. He's the PT for the Cardinals. So I was thinking this is going to be what I do. Um, however, as I got into it, I realized, uh, I did not like the hours. So I had to be in at work, um, you know, sometimes six forty-five, seven. I had to, you know, uh, stay there till four five, sometimes five 30. Then I had a couple days that were shorter days and I'd be done at one. Um, but I felt like I was, uh, my life was being spent working. And for me personally, I, I work to live. I don't live to work. So I was not a fan of that. Um, I was not a fan of, you know, not seeing my kids in the morning because they were still sleeping and then getting home in time to, uh, you know, say goodnight, essentially. I just felt like I was missing. I felt like I was missing their lives. So uh, that was the primary motivation that and my wife, I actually ended up getting kind of sick with our third child. So uh, I just felt like I needed to be more around. Um, so, and you know, everyone's story is different and priorities are different. And this is, you know, nothing against people who, who live to work, you know, that's great for them. But for me, it wasn't what I wanted. Uh, so I essentially made the decision, like I've got to do something else. And so I looked into home health and I had someone who kind of mentored me and told me about it and took me under his wing and let me go out with him and see what he did and told me about his schedule. And I was just like, man, this is too good to be true. Um, he, he made more money than I did. He worked way less hours and uh, his, his schedule was flexible. So I made the kind of scary leap to home health. And, you know, you know, in school, uh, PT school, it's got a bad rap. You know, everybody's kind of like, oh, don't go to do home health because you're basically uh, using none of your knowledge or skills. And that's true to an, ex- to an extent. Uh, if, you're, if you're thinking outpatient, you don't use the same skills. Um, but it's, it's just as rewarding, if not more so, um, than outpatient, in my opinion. You're helping people who were completely independent and now are you know, bed-bound or chair-bound trying to get their life back. Um, so it's totally rewarding. But on top of that, uh, and the biggest thing for me was the flexibility. Uh, you know, I make my own schedule. Um, I decide when I'm going to see the patients you know, within the Medicare week. And, uh, you know, I was working when I was doing full-time home health, I was working from, you know, going out and seeing people from 10 to two or three and coming home. I didn't have to miss, you know, much at all at home. And then I'd catch up on, uh, the charting when I, when I got back, uh, usually after kids went to bed. So it was, it was a big change and that's what kind of drove me there. It wasn't, it wasn't that I hated outpatient. I just didn't love, uh, the, the inflexibility and the inability to be around my family as much as I wanted to be. It's a long answer. Sorry. No, that's perfect. No, that's great. Honestly, that, and that leads into kind of the next question that I had, and you, I think you highlighted a lot of those already or that obviously the home health setting has its pros and cons. And I think you highlighted that, that flexibility, being able to be with your family, but what were some of those big ones that you've realized uh, in the home health setting that maybe you that appealed to you initially that are continue to hold true as far as pros 
and some of the cons that you've realized over time? Like, obviously, you, you like it a lot, so I'm sure there's more pros and cons. But yeah, what would you say for yourself you found that is unique to the home health setting? Yeah, it's totally different. Uh, it's a different treat, first of all, um, because you're dealing with complex patients. And it's not like a sniff, but it is complex. And you have to be worried about like, hey, um, you know, if you do something wrong, you could kill somebody or, you know, cause them to go to the hospital. you got to know their comorbidities and they usually have a ton of them, right? Um, and you got to be able to, you know, know precautions and things like that. So home health is a different treat, first of all, um, and it was a big learning curve to kind of figure that out. And I didn't really get taught it um, because the company I started working for was not a good company. And that leads me to one of the cons is, I'll be honest, home health companies, my experience has been they're not great versus an outpatient company. Like I loved my, uh, the owner of the outpatient company that I worked for. I thought he was awesome. I was sad to leave him. Um, they are, I think better run just in general than home health. Home health has a lot of red tape and a lot of difficulties in billing Medicare under part a. Um, so anyway, cons for it definitely would be the companies don't tend to be great. Um, you have to really look out for yourself. You have to know what you're getting into. You have to know what you're doing. It can be complicated as far as pay and reimbursement. Uh, there's point systems. Like you really need a mentor if you're going to move to home health. You need somebody to tell you. And I've been that now for several people that have seen my schedule. You know, I've said, you know, ask me any questions you want. I'll tell you. Um, another con would be um, the paperwork. So obviously charting and outpatient, nobody likes charting ever, but charting in home health, it's probably the worst. I did some rotations in a hospital, uh, you know, peds, home health is definitely the worst. They, they have Oasis. If anybody is not familiar with that, uh, you admit a patient if you're the only one in there, or if it's just you and OT or you and speech, PT with the doctorate degree has to do the OASIS. And it's a 17 page document and it is not fun. So documentation is, is a not great, um, but the thing that I'm okay with with the documentation is I can do it on my own time. So I do it at home, obviously. Uh, when the kids are sleeping or early in the morning, I get it done. Uh, and it, it's really terrible at first until you learn it, and then it becomes much easier, but it's still not great. Uh, pros are definitely the flexibility and the pay. I mean, if you're just an entry level, a lot of times they're not going to take someone straight out of school. They mostly want you to have a couple years experience because you're treating on your own without any supervision in somebody's house. But um, the pay is usually quite a bit better. Um, and the hours as far as when you have to be away from your home is just so great. Like I, I would work and try to see, you know, my patients Monday through Thursday and then just basically take Friday off every week or uh, see a patient or two that day and be gone for an hour or two. Um, you get to treat the patient more because in outpatient, a lot of times you're given 20 minutes, you know, to see a patient and do a quick uh, whatever it is you're doing, manipulations, mobilizations, uh, you name it. And then you move it on to the, to the tech versus in home health, you get basically as long as you want with the patient. You can be there for two hours if you really wanted to. 
Um, so you can really get the outcomes you want and you can have control over those outcomes, um, which I, I really enjoy. Another con is some houses are just not fun to go into. Uh, and it's not common, but let's be honest, probably one out of every 10, you're like, wow, I'm not sitting down in here. Uh, I'm not going to touch anything uh, because it's disgusting. So some people just can't handle that, but it really is not that common. Uh, most people, you know, have their, their things together, but there are those, those hoarder houses and things like that. So, um, there's probably, I could go on and on for a yeah. long time about pros no, and cons, but uh, if you have specific questions, you can let me know. Yeah, that's perfect. Honestly, thank you for giving, like, I mean, that was very much just a good little deep dive into some of the things that uh, all of a sudden, like, yeah, you're right. Like, I didn't even think about the houses and like some houses probably aren't as fun to go into as others. And that's, a big part of the job. Right. And so I don't, that was interesting to me, like different things that you dove in and were able to highlight that. So thank you for, for sharing some of those things. Um, one of the ones that I kind of want to dive a little deeper into is the aspect of, you said the home health agencies and some are, are better than others. And just the differences in that, what have you found are some important factors in finding the right home health agency? What are some of those things that you've realized in your career um, that initially you didn't know you, you talked about the point system and things like that. I've heard that obviously in home health, what are some of those things that are important if someone is interested in, in entering the home health agency sector? So great question. Um, I think the first and foremost thing is, like I said, having a mentor, um, to kind of walk you through all of the things that you should look for in the interview process, because there's a ton of them, uh, because home health agencies will try to take advantage of you. They'll do different deals for every different, you know, therapist um, or skilled nurse. And, you know, you won't know it. And maybe someone's getting paid a lot more than you or has a better point system. And some won't do that. Some it's across the board. But if you can, what I would do in an interview with a home health agency and what I've done now is, okay, give me the phone number of four or five of your employees. Uh, and especially ones that have been here for a while. And I call them up and I say, listen, be honest with me. Like, what are the pros and cons of working for this company? Uh, do they take care of you? Do they care about you? Um, you know, do they try to take advantage of you? You know, whatever. Um, and I get a lot. Uh, they'll be real because, you know, in the PT world, I've, I've learned we take care of each other. So, uh, you know, on a general scheme and we, we look out for each other as clinicians. So uh, they would be too, super honest. I've had people say, dude, I wouldn't work here. Like, I just would not. Um, and then, yeah, it, it gets really hairy if you don't know what you're talking about. Point systems, the product, uh, productivity. Um, they will, there's a lot of different ways in which they can get you to a point where you're not happy with the work you're doing and the reimbursement that you're getting or whatever. Um, so, I mean, how detailed do you want me to get on that? Because unless someone was getting into it, um, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, it, no, I it's hairy. That, yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I, you just gave me a little bit before in the past, I remember. And I was like, okay, that's a lot to kind of digest and understand, I guess. Yeah. Are, I mean, that was a great, a great point that you gave. And I was like, Hmm, I probably should do that. And I, and I've kind of done that a little bit with some, like I'm in the outpatient setting, obviously, and, and reaching out to, oh, hey, can I shadow a couple of your PTs? And then I'm just talking with them even after like, and just kind of doing that Q&A with them. I find that's really helpful. Like, I love that you highlighted that is that, hey, just talk with somebody there and be real and let and see what they say about 
situation and they'll give you obviously they're not like i mean they'll, they'll tell you how it is and that's been that was a really beneficial thing i love that you highlighted that um but are there any red flags or anything i guess that you'd say i love the mentor part obviously going into you don't know what you don't know so somebody that's been there and done that is super essential um i don't know are there any are there any big key flags that you'd say like hey these are important or or the, would you say just really reach out to a mentor and find somebody that you trust yeah, because there's so many different uh, variables. Like if you're going to be a contractor, or if you're going to be a full-time, or if you're going to be a part-time, um, all of those will change, you know, what you need to look for. So you won't know like a, a single red flag. I mean, a red flag would be turnover. That's another thing I ask, you know, is, you know, how many PTs have been there? I ask, you know, the people that I call, you know, what's the turnover like? Um, how long has the company been going? Um, you know, research, just like anything, you want to research the company. Um, and if you can get in front of the owner or, you know, as high up as you can to kind of learn uh, what their mentality is about home health. But basic little red flags. I mean, the companies want you and they want they want good home health therapists. That they don't have to worry about. Um, they're going to be all very similar which is what, what makes it tricky is they're going to be similar, but they'll just have a little change here or a little change there. Um, so I, I guess here's one for you, uh, just thinking off the fly. They should, if any company, and this is just me, because if you're moving to home health, you're doing it for flexibility, right? And you're doing it to have more time. If they're asking you to, to be on call as a therapist, that's a red flag for me. Because it's like I, PT is not... Uh, emergency service. We don't need to be there on call over a weekend. I, I've told every company deal breaker. I'm not working Saturday or Sunday. Like that's not happening um, ever. Like I don't need to see a patient on Saturday or Sunday. Even if I'm the only one in on the case, if there's something going on with them, like they need to call 911, right? I see why nurses are, uh, you know, why they have to be on call for catheters and things like that. But a PT, there's absolutely no reason why we would need to be on call uh, or have weekend shifts. Like, that's a that's a red flag. So if someone's yeah. doing that, that's not a company you want to work for. They're not. They don't have your best interest in heart. Um, so I would definitely avoid that. Okay, that's good. That's a good one that I never even had thought of or or knew that was the case. So that's good. Good to know. Um, I do want to hop into a little bit of your your current role and responsibilities that you have with your company. You mentioned that prior you had been working full-time in the home health and now you kind of have a little bit of a flex role. Could you explain to, little, to us a little bit about what you're currently doing um, and how that's kind of progressed throughout your career? Yeah. So uh, JT, you know me. Uh, well, you know me a little bit anyway. And my, my, uh, my goal has always been more flexibility. And so even I was not satisfied, even with the flexibility I already had in home health, which was just being gone for three or four hours a day, sometimes five at worst. Um, so I decided to, my, my family and I decided we were going to go to Guatemala kind of randomly uh, for six months. And I'm working for this home health agency that I, you know, I really respect the boss. Um, she's really great. And we had a good relationship. And I just said, Hey, is there anything I can do while I'm gone to still be on the payroll? And she gave me that kind of opened a door and she said, all right, we're going to give you a QA role and you're just going to, 
uh, review. She, she liked the work that I'd done. She trusted me. So she said, she said you're going to review all therapy notes, PTOT and speech, um, and orders. Uh, orders is another thing we do a lot in home health. She said, you're just going to review the notes so that I don't have to. She was the one doing that. So I was going to take that off her plate. So I did that. Um, and I did it, I think, fairly well, because when I came back, she said, I want you to keep doing this. And I said, okay, I also want to keep doing this. Um, and then she said she wanted me to take on this big therapy director role where I'm doing all this training and stuff. Uh, and, but she wanted me in the office. And I said, okay, no. Um, I don't want to be in the office. That's exactly the opposite of what I want to do. So, and that's what I would say to anybody out there who's in my shoes and looking for flexibility is don't be, uh, stand up for yourself, I guess, is what I'd say. Like, whatever it is you're wanting, uh, if, you're, if you're able to work hard enough and gain the trust of your employer, like you can probably get that uh, within reason. So anyway, I said, no, I'm not going to work from home. So I'll continue to do this QA job. Or, I mean, I'm not going to work in the office. So I'm going to continue to do this QA job from home. She said, that's fine. But then she realized that she actually still wanted me to be the therapy director, uh, you know, a couple months later. And so she started giving me all these roles, but I still just do it all from home. So I have a, like a full-time salary job from home overseeing all of therapy for, we have two branches uh, in Northern Arizona and Phoenix. And I basically am just their go-to for everything. Uh, any kind of questions they have on treating a patient or doing paperwork or documentation, um, whatever it is, they'll call me, they'll talk to me about it. Um, I'll look at their notes, I'll review their start of cares, their OASIS. Um, and I do that. And then um, that's a full-time salary job. And then because I want to continue to treat patients just from time to time, I will still see uh, you know, a patient or two, um, you know, throughout the week and continue to do that. So now I work from home. Now I never have to miss anything ever uh, for my kids, which is awesome. That's what I've wanted. And yet I'm, I'm still making, you know, the money that I want to make. And uh, that's the money is not super important to me. That's not my personality. Uh, and again, that's not to say that those who are chasing the money or chasing you know, wanting to open a practice or, you know, make as much money as they can. That's great. For me, I, I really couldn't care less. Uh, it's time. Whatever I can get more time, um, that's what I want, especially when my, while my kids are young. Uh, so, yeah, so that's where I'm at now. I'm, I'm overseeing, uh, I don't know, it's probably like 30 therapists um, and doing that from home. And I love it. Like, I just love it. It's, it's the best. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride it as long as I can. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all that. I honestly, I think it's really cool that you, and that's something that you're you're right. I've, as I've got to know you, family's a priority and spending that quality time is such a priority to you. And I've seen that, um, being able to be around you guys and realizing, yeah, that's, that is super valuable. I think a lot of people in our profession value quality time. I think it's something that we love about our professions that we able to, are able to provide quality time with patients and the same sense you want to provide that quality time to your family. And so, to have that flexibility. I mean, it was cool to, as you guys left and as you guys came back, I mean, that's such a unique thing that very few PTs I think could say they have that flexibility of going six months to a different country, having all those amazing experiences that you guys had 
while still being able to be a physical therapist and, and work in the profession. So I think that's super cool. Um, was that something that you'd ever envisioned or you had heard about prior to getting to the home health agency? Or how did you kind of come up with that idea? Because I think that's super cool. If someone wants to have that flexibility, be able to do treating patients still, because I mean, you have that love for it, but also having that flexibility of spending time with your family, doing things that you want to do. Have you, how did you know about that? So I honestly, I didn't. Um, I, what happened was we had made the decision we were going to go to Guatemala and I just knew I needed to figure out a way to work. And my first try was going to be with my own employer uh, before trying to get a different job. And so I, I knew that people, I knew what she did, my boss, and I knew that she was extremely busy. So I kind of approached it as a, and I knew that she trusted me. So it's like, okay, I know how busy you are. I need something to do while you're gone. Um, I know kind of the things that you do. And one of them is QA. And I basically came out of like, why are you doing these things that you shouldn't be doing because you should be spending your time, you know, managing and overseeing bigger things. Uh, let me do the, you know, the, uh, the busy work essentially. Um, and so I kind of approach it like that as, as far as helping her out uh, and taking work off of her plate. And that's the thing is like, I think there's a lot of avenues within our field that you just have to be creative. And sometimes you're pushed to that point because of something, because you want to go to Guatemala for six months. Um, or you're just, you're just stuck in a rut or you're sick of what you're doing and you want to do something different. Um, it, again, like I said, I really believe if you're, if you're doing a great job and your employer likes you, which obviously that's important, that's first and foremost, um, they want to keep you on in whatever way they can. And you can figure out a way to, I guess you can figure out a way to get what you want. Obviously it'd be great if I was making tons more money, but, but that's not what's most important to me. So I figured out what was most important and uh, I went for that. And then, you know, that happiness and peace that comes from, from having basically what you want. I mean, nothing's ever perfect. Um, but it's just so worth it to, to go for it. And it can be scary at times. I mean, that move from outpatient to home health was scary. I mean, it was totally scary. I didn't, I, I didn't think I could do it. Um, and then obviously this move to, to, to being more of an office role in my home, um, it was difficult at first too, it was a big learning curve. So, and no, I didn't have any idea and so that's why I was shocked that it worked out the way that it did. And I'm still kind of shocked that it's still working. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm just so happy with the situation. Like, it's just, it's great. Yeah. Honestly, that, that is really cool. And, and I love that you said like that you approached it in like, how, 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 what value can I provide to help facilitate things? I think that's such an important thing that when you go into it, not in like, what am I going to get out of this, but how can I help solve a problem? But in the same time, that is, it's going to help solve one of my problems that I'm trying to do. If you're just going into it with a, a self-interest and not trying to figure out how you can provide, I think that's where issues come. But if you have that desire of, I want to help and, and along the way, if I can solve one of my issues, I think that's the best of both worlds right there. So that is really, really cool. Could you explain now as far as like clinical work to kind of the more managerial oversight work, how does that work in balance in your current phase right now? So let me make sure I understand your question. So with clinical and so you're saying when I go and see patients versus when I'm working from home. 
Yeah. Is it like, do you see, do you still go out and see patients? Or are you doing a lot more of the managerial aspect? How does that all work as far as the balance of it all? So I see patients for a separate company um, mm-hmm. as, a, as a contractor. And the nice thing about that is, again, you know, one of the cons of home health is they expect you to meet a certain productivity every week. Um, now, they don't take money away from you for not doing that, but it is pressure to try to see that many people in a week. You know, you got to keep your productivity up. Um, as a contractor, I can take them or not take them. And I don't need them because I've got a salary job. It's basically extra money for me. But and then my whole attitude is different about it. It's like, uh, you know, I can spend even longer with them. Um, I can take as much as I want if I have something I want to just save up for something fun versus uh, I just want to take a few weeks off. So I'm not going to take anybody. Right. And I'm not going to see anybody and I'll just do my from home job. Um, So the balance is as a contractor, it is what I want it to be. So like this summer, we're going to go for three weeks um, and just go, you know, drive up to Coeur d'Alene and, you know, just do a camping driving adventure. And because I can, I'm still going to work, you know, with my remote job uh, from time to time, but I'll just stop seeing patients before that. And I'll finish them out so that I can just do that. And, and, and next summer, we're going to try to go to Alaska for like a month or two. Uh, and because of that flexibility, we can do that, which is just the coolest, right? Like yeah. you can just do that and I can keep working. Um, so yeah, it works, it works out great. Um, and I'm able to, uh, do both, both things without too much difficulty. I mean, it's at times it's hard. I won't say that at times it's hard. If I take too many patients, I get pretty busy, but I do that to myself. Right. And I'm choosing to do that versus it just coming on to me. Uh, I'm choosing to be busy. I'm choosing to see more people and, uh, try to make more money because uh, that all that money for that other job, that contractor thing is just, it's just extra. That's awesome. I mean, that's, that's so cool that you're able to go out on these trips and still be able to, to provide that work. Right. And you're still in, in the physical therapy industry, still providing those things. But then you're right. If, if you do want to pick up and do that, the clinical side of it, you can, can pick that up as needed as a contractor. That's, that's a pretty nice gig right there to be able to do that. And, and you're again, still having that focus on the family, being able to do those things is, is pretty awesome. Pretty neat. Well, and I'll, that's something that I do want to highlight is for the listeners that are on here. And I mean, it will range from inpatient to home health to outpatient to everything in between physical therapy. Would you be able to kind of talk about the importance of creating work-life balance and what you've kind of learned over time with physical therapy? What are some of those important things that you've tried to discover and and achieving that. So yeah, like I said, my philosophy with work-life balance is I work is a means to an end. Uh, And that doesn't mean that we don't try to do our best job, right? It just means that when I'm at work, I'm going to work and I'm going to, you know, do my, do my best to help my patients or to help, you know, the, the clinicians that I'm overseeing. Um, I'm going to do my best to help them. But for me, life is about my family. And I have to work to provide for them, um, but it's not at all my focus. Uh, so again, I may be different than a, a lot of people here, but um, the balance for me is I spend, when my kids are home, I want to be home. 
And it's within reason. Like I might get a phone call and during the work hours from eight to five where I'm technically supposed to be available and I got to take that call. But, you know, my kids have something going on at, at noon. I'm going to go there and do that. I'm going to go to the school and watch what they're, whatever it is that they have going on. I try to make family the, the number one priority within reason because you still have to do your job. You still have to work. Um, so it's, it's, I guess it's like everybody knows you, you shuffle it around as you can, but just to have the ability and the flexibility to do that um, is what truly brings me joy is that I don't have to miss anything. I can coach all my kids teams because there's no problem with me uh, being, you know, gone, uh, going and doing practices or going and I have Saturdays, I have evenings. I, you know what I mean? Like I could yeah. do those things and be so involved and present in my kids' lives, especially when they're young, you know, maybe when they're all out of the house, I might be like, you know what, now I'm going to, I'm going to work a ton more, but I kind of doubt it. Um, just because, <laughs> uh, that's just not my personality, but, yeah. um, yeah, so that's kind of how it is. Again, it's, everyone's different and people, some people have to work, you know, six to, to five or nine to five or whatever it may be. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you just do the best that you can. I'm just, I feel very blessed that I've gotten myself into a position, uh, you know, with help, everybody has help along the way um, to be able to be more flexible and put my family uh, first for a lot of things. Yeah, that's honestly really cool and and great advice there to be able to to have that. Um, yeah, honestly, before before wrapping up, I'd love to ask a couple of questions that I always like to finish up with. Um, and the first one is, what is something that you had wished you had learned sooner in your career that once you learned it, once you've realized that, it made such a big and a realization for you and and helped propel you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I wish I didn't have such a negative. Uh, perception of home health um, because that part of that there I did have for a few years starting home health I was I'll be honest I was embarrassed by it that I was working in home health I mean I was loving that the flexibility but if any of my colleagues or people you know reached out to me like hey what are you doing now it's like I've got a buddy working for the Portland Trail Blazers right now you know and I'm like oh, I'm just doing home health it's like you can easily be judged by that or feel judged by that. Um, but you just got to swallow your pride and be like, what's best for me and my family and what's going to bring me the greatest happiness. Um, and so I wish I had known that a little bit earlier, wish I'd understood that a little bit earlier, that it's not about perception of what others think of you. Um, you know, your, your work and your life should be like, you know, what brings you joy? Um, and, I think in the beginning I did outpatient just because I thought that's what I should do. Um, and I even felt bad about doing home health for a few years until I kind of accepted and realized that and felt peace about that. Um, that'd probably be easily the biggest, the biggest thing that I kind of learned and took away from my time in PT to this point um, that I wish I had known earlier though. At the same time, you know, JT, that's kind of an interesting question because I also believe that my experience helped propel me, you know, propel me to this point. Uh, had I not done outpatient for a year and seen how much I didn't like that, um, who knows if I'd really appreciate where I am now? You know what I mean? 
Um, so some of those things, you know, you want to avoid if you can, but also experience and going through things can, can help you, uh, as well and help you appreciate it if nothing else. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that. That's a great words of advice there. Um, and yeah, and just to, just to wrap up, if someone's interested in talking with you and reaching out to you, what would be the best way to contact you? And then as well, if there's any other additional information or just words of advice that you'd like to share, feel free to do that as well. Yeah. I mean, anybody can con- contact me at any time. I, I feel like I was so helped in my transition by a couple of guys in the home health field that I've been trying to, to give that back as much as I can. Um, so yeah, email, text, phone call, uh, any of it, you can reach out. Um, and would I you think like, my advice, go ahead. Oh, um, what would be the best way for them to contact you? We'd like to share that right now on the podcast. Oh, like give my, yeah, you can like, you want me to give the phone number or the email? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to give it right now and then I'll also add it into the show notes, that'd be perfect. Yeah. So email is cade.repeer at gmail.com. K-A-D-E dot R-A-P-I-E-R at gmail.com. Um, phone number 480-322-0864. Uh, so yeah, you can email, call, text, uh, you know, and I'll get back to you for sure. And the advice would be just basically what I, what I said right before this, which was, uh, find out what, what, what in the PT field is going to bring you joy. Um, and you know, again, that's different for everybody. If it's making a ton of money and owning your own practice, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Then chase that and do that. Um, but if it is something that's less flashy, less flashy, like home health uh, and working with a population that really needs people to work with them uh, in the geriatric field who can't get out of their house and, and want their independence back. Um, if it's something that's less flashy, uh, but it, it will bring you joy, uh, go for it and do it because it's just night and day for me. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like I was borderline becoming depressed when I was working outpatient and I just feel like I can see the light now. So don't be afraid to make that change. Uh, it'd be worth it. Perfect. Yeah. Thank Thank you, Cade. Um, I really love being able to just kind of dive in. You've, you shared with me a little bit of the story and to be able to go through it again and, and share some of those things and highlight some things you've learned on the way has been, it's been really great. I love the the flexibility that you have. I think that's something that a lot of people in our career want and to be able to see that you have achieved that and be able to have that priority of family first and, and working to, to really live, not live to work. I think that was a great quote that you shared there that that's so important. I think a lot of times we can get lost in, in PT and, and why burnout so high is that we are just really focused on, living to work and we got to make sure to find that balance in our careers. If not, I mean, we talk about it in our career enough, but I feel like that's something that I want to highlight and that is possible. You are a prime example of that to be able to have work-life balance and to have the joy of the profession still there and not get lost in those things. And so, and you found that niche that really has been able to appeal to you to still have that joy of, of working in PT, but at the same time having the flexibility that you want. So again, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me. Uh, And anybody who wants to reach out, feel free, but I just wish you all the best. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks everybody for listening to the podcast. I hope you liked that episode. If you did, make sure to subscribe and also leave a review. 
Thanks everybody and we'll see you next time.